Welcome to the Vandenack Weaver Trulson Legal Visionaries Podcast, brought to you by Interactive Legal. Here's your host, Mary Vandenack. Welcome to today's episode of Vandenack Weaver Trulson Legal Visionaries, a weekly podcast discussing updated legal news as well as evolving methods of providing legal service. I'm Mary Vandenack, founder and CEO at Vandenack Weaver Trulson. I will be your host as we talk to experts from around the country about legal and tax issues, trusts and estates, business succession and exit planning, legal technology, law practice management and leadership, and well-being. First, I want to thank our sponsors, Interactive Legal, Foster Group, Veterans Victory Housing and Business Centers, and Carson Private Client. Here's a message from Interactive Legal. Technology has become an essential part of our daily lives. However, not all fields have embraced technology. Lawyers, especially estate planning attorneys, need to stay up to date with specific laws and any issues affecting taxes and wealth preservation. Implementing an automated drafting system can help lawyers spend more time with their clients and less time doing back office tasks. Estate planners and law professionals turn to Interactive Legal as their main resource for the latest planning strategies. Interactive Legal provides the most comprehensive productivity system on the market with an easy-to-use document drafting system, extensive continuing education, thought-provoking discussion forums, and more. With Interactive Legal, attorneys get to spend more time with their clients. It's time to connect, collaborate, and create. To learn more about Interactive Legal, visit interactivelegal.com. Wealth planning focuses on liquidity management and charges you a fee based on a percentage of your assets. But entrepreneurs typically invest in their business, resulting in light liquidity. That requires a unique strategy. At Carson Private Client, we provide a proactive and holistic strategy for building and protecting your wealth. Our mission is to alleviate the stresses and the burdens of coordinating all of those financial strategies. Carson Private Client will work with your current team of advisors to customize a strategy that manages all aspects of your life and wealth, giving you back the time to focus on what matters most. Complex needs require sophisticated solutions. Reach out to our office at 402-779-8989 to schedule your consultation. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. On today's episode, my guest is Jack McKeegan. Jack graduated from an academic powerhouse, the Arizona State University. He started as a CPA with Ernst & Young. Does Ernst & Young exist anymore? Who it does. It's a top four accounting firm in the world. Is it still Ernst & Young? Or they call it Ernst now. I'm being, yeah, I'm being kind of a smart aleck because once upon I, a time it was the big eight, then it was I mean, the well, big I, four, and now it's the something well, else. I started out with Arthur Young, and then after it merged with Ernst and Winnie, we used to call it Ernst and Nunn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so other background, he was an officer at a top 100 bank holding company. He's at Russell Investments, where he was the director of investment and business strategy. He's most currently and is currently with Harrison Financial Services for 15 years. His focus at Harrison Financial is on financial planning and holistic wealth management. 
He has six successful kids, which that's really impressive. Three boys and three girls, so you're half and half. And you have grandkids? Eight of them, yeah, and more to come. Wow, that's... uh, (laughs) How do you have time to work anymore? I'd be spending all the time with the grandkids. That's why I work, by the way. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right. Okay. And you're involved as a board member of the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. And just so you know, as somebody whose dad died of leukemia, I particularly appreciate the involvement in that. You're a leading fundraiser there, and in 2022, for their signature Light the Night event. Yeah. You're also a board member of Combined Health Agencies Drive, provides funding for over 20 20 nonprofit health organizations in Nebraska. You've raised over $20 million in the last 20 years. Yeah. So I know who to call. Yeah, no, it's... Uh... I've gotten involved in this and, you know, helping others really uh, from not only the helping on the health side of it, but the financial side of it, because many times families get into situations where not only do they protect their loved ones, but they end up selling their houses. And as a matter of fact, many people may not know this, but that's one of the leading causes of bankruptcy in the country. Hardworking people who spend all their funds to save uh, whether it's a close relative or especially in many cases their kids. And uh, so it's a it's one of those tragedies that you never hear in Washington, but it exists. It does exist, and I can tell you that I've pers- personally witnessed that in my own career on a quite regular basis. Yeah. So I appreciate you raising the attention to that. And I just want to note, like, I really value the type of service that you do to the community. I think that's so important. And I would also say I think that's a hallmark of Harrison Financial Services. I did a previous episode with Darren Brumbaugh, who's with the organization as well, and his resume in terms of community service reads similarly. And I think that's true of everybody at Harrison. And I think on that episode I mentioned that there's almost never an event I go to where I don't run into Tim or some of the yeah. other members of Harrison Financial. And I just think presence in the community matters so much. But we, today we decided we were going to talk about, you know, there's a lot of longevity these days. And we have a significant aging population. And I read the statistics yesterday on the amount of wealth in that aging population that will also transition But one of the concerns as you age is retirement income. So I thank you very much for joining me today to talk on that topic, Jack. Yeah, and uh, thanks for asking me to share it. It's something near and dear to my heart. And I'm going to go into some of the major financial risks that uh, we deal with on a regular basis. Uh, Our practice is, uh, uh, we've been very fortunate. We have uh, 20 professionals supporting Uh, our 300 clients, so really focused uh, on an affluent uh, clientele. And, you know, whether they have a million dollars, $10 million, $50 million in some cases, they see these risks across the board because they all have different financial goals. But the number one goal that we try to uh, protect against is the ability to maintain a lifestyle through retirement. And, you know, a lot of people today are, I don't even call it retirement, but they're selling their business or they're leaving their uh, company. And, um, you know, but 
they're going to be much more active than generations before because healthcare for people that don't have socioeconomic problems and are healthy at 60, there's a 50% chance if they're married, one's going to be alive at 92 and 25% post 95. Now, 80% of the time, that's generally the woman. That's how it works out. But still, on a combined basis of retiring at 60, 65, and somebody may be alive at 95, that means you have to accumulate enough assets and then put it into a cohesive, efficient strategy to provide funding for 30 years, which, uh, you know, when you think about even if you start working when you're 20 and you retire when you're 60, you've worked 40 years, now you better have accumulated enough assets to last for the next 30 and some, some of the major risks we deal with include, uh, you know, market risk. And uh, we can say in 2022, that really uh, reared its head when both the equity and the bond markets were down. Uh, the S&P was down 20%. The bond markets were down 13%, which was the largest drop in the last 47 years. So there was no place to hide. Another thing we deal with on a regular basis is what we call sequence of return risk, which I'll talk about more. Sequence of return is a situation where instead of an accumulation portfolio, when you start pulling money out of an account, if the market's down and you pull it out of the wrong asset on the recovery, you've invaded your principal and you don't participate in the upside, which can really uh, create major issues long-term wise and, uh, Then we have inflation risk. And, you know, I guess last year, all three of these risks kind of came to a head. And so people that hadn't planned properly by the end of the year, uh, they were financially wounded. And so we tried to protect against situations like that. And then all of these risks, again, are multiplied by what I said earlier, longevity. What everyone's goal when they retire, they'd like to live a long, healthy life. And so that's our goal, to create a plan to allow people to live a long, healthy life happily. Happiness is important because it adds to longevity. And I have to say, I've learned that what happiness as you age can be a relative factor. I used to joke that, hey, I just want to like teach a spin class and die as I get off the bike. And then I got a little older and I realized that maybe you adjust exactly what you find is good living as you go. I was just going to share with you one thing. My brother's a wealth strategist, and he's out of Chicago. And we had dinner recently with our 25-year-old niece and two of her friends. And they were not, like, funding their 401k yet. So my brother and I, like, repeated every five minutes, maximize your 401k in unison. But, okay, so you're talking about some of these risks. What are the strategies that can be employed to reduce some of these risks? Yeah, and, and so I talked about specific risks. and uh, But the first thing uh, is to put a financial plan in place sooner than later. And in our, in our organization, Harrison Financial Services, we always talk about first and foremost, we're financial planners. Because without a financial plan, you can offer a client a lot of products but they don't see the big picture. And seeing the big picture is so important to make informed decisions. And I just want to elaborate on what you just said. 
that in what I see you guys doing, a financial plan isn't, I think sometimes think financial planning is you're going to help me figure out what my investments are. But the financial plan is like I did a episode with Darren on long-term care planning. When you work with your lawyers, you're doing incapacity planning. It's the big picture, all of the aspects of the financial plan, whatever that might be. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I would say, you know, planning is just like a human being. It's a living, breathing process. And the first time we complete a plan, our clients have shared with us, it's good because it begins to uh, provide clarity. But over time, as we help clients understand the benefits of implementing different ideas, the plan becomes more real because the results tied to the decisions they've made. And creating clarity grows confidence in the plan and confidence allows people to make better decisions. And I can say that, um, I mean, I've gotten a lot of hugs from clients after five years when they're in retirement and all of a sudden it's like, this is really, really working. And thank you, Jack, and all the professionals at Harrison Financial Services who have helped us. And so I think what I heard through that is a very important thing is I can't come in and talk to you once and here's my plan and I never need to revisit it. Yeah, It's a living, breathing going to modify, life happens, the situation happens, I need to revisit that plan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, many times when we meet a new uh, prospect and we ask them if they have a financial plan and, and they say, yeah, I do. And then we find out it's seven years old and it's been on top of the piano collecting dust. And so the next question obviously is, well, has anything changed financially in your life? And then we usually get kind of a chuckle and a smile and they go, well, I guess I don't have a plan, but I'd like to have one. And, um, and that leads into uh, really, um, I think planning is so important to begin uh, sooner than later, but many times we meet people that are now within five years of retirement, which really is a pretty good year to start a plan, certainly better to start earlier. But we've uh, come across a concept that we call the critical tenant planning. And that's the five years approaching retirement through transitioning retirement, and then the first five years of living in retirement. And if we can put a plan in place to ensure that the assets are properly positioned by the time they uh, hit retirement. And that includes making sure both, as you said, Mary, it's, it's holistic. It's not only the offensive piece of it, which is really the investment side of it, but it's the te- defensive uh, piece of it. And that's, you know, for example, uh, as you mentioned earlier, when we, uh, you had talked to Darren Brumba, it's putting a long-term sh- uh, care strategy in place It could be putting a strategy for if you have uh, other family members have needs, really kind of prioritizing those things, ensuring that uh, risk is reduced. And what is risk? Risk is just uh, the concept of no matter what you do, something else will happen that you didn't plan for. And so if this plan is directionally correct, it's going to help with those things. And uh, ultimately, you know, it's a test of time because – I guess in our practice, our uh, retention over the past decade has been over 99%. So I think that's really what we're most proud of, that we've been able to 
win clients, but once we win the client, it's making sure that we're helping them on an annual basis in their most critical decisions. And so that critical 10 then goes into the distribution phase, and that's when everything turns upside down. In a way, it's a lot easier to build a portfolio for accumulation, but then when people start taking money out, uh, it flips their uh, belief and risk upside down. Because think about it this way: if someone's saving fifty to a hundred thousand a year, and their pot is growing, when they see that you know pot of assets every year or the balance of their total portfolio, their net worth, it makes them feel really good. But that first day they take that check out or the amount out of the bank, five or $10,000, all of a sudden it feels a lot different than putting it in. And so that's a, an awakening. And even though they may know it's coming until it happens, uh, that's when the feeling takes place. And there are studies that show, you know, kind of the feel good versus feel bad uh, in terms of investing. And uh, a guy who's a Nobel laureate did a study and it showed that you need 2.2 units of positive return to feel as good as you feel bad at one unit of negative return. And so, but that gets amplified when you're taking money out on a regular basis. Well, and what I see a little bit, Jack, is that what happens with clients as they're moving towards retirement, there's a number that they had in their mind that they needed to retire on, and then they watch the market go up and down. And then that number keeps going up and they have a hard time getting themselves to retire. So, you know, there's these market risks and you talk about 2022 being a year that I know a lot of people are like, well, I was thinking about retiring this year, but why well, don't want to retire at this point. So what are some of those market risks and how do you help yeah. people manage them? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, question and 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 that really again goes back to the holistic planning and getting to know retirements uh or excuse me clients over time but you know the risk of retiring in a low return market really uh i've heard this before i wish i would have waited three more years and if you have a holistic plan and, and we stress test it but you stress test it in a down market it's now not a hypothetical it's so even though the markets dropped x percent this is how we position your assets. We buffered some of the downside. And based upon your spending needs and a reasonable inflation rate, you're going to be able to maintain your lifestyle. And even in some cases where people have are thinking with a lot of foresight, achieve their stewardship goals, which, I mean, I can say this, having lived in different parts of the country, uh, New York, Arizona, and uh, Washington State, Moving to Omaha 25 years ago, I mean, I love this state because, I mean, the stewardship across the state and across the city of Omaha is tremendous. And, uh, and that's what I think brings this community together and makes it so special. But that low return market, uh, stock market, it's something that needs to be really addressed with uh, a diversified portfolio that has buckets or, uh, of, you know, short term, long term and uh, uh, really we'll call it strategies because one of the biggest risks is when people retire, they might want to hold too much cash. And cash is a great strategy for one or two years, but it doesn't help with the, the one, the two, the three decades that people are going to live. And so we educate them on the risk of holding cash. It feels good, but it gets attacked by the silent killers of inflation and taxes because all of the interest 
on cash or CDs or treasuries comes out at ordinary income, not capital gain rates, and ordinary income rates can be 10 or 20% higher than capital gain rates. So I'm going to just let you know that I particularly appreciate that comment. We are going to take a brief break from our episode for a word from one of our sponsors. At Foster Group, we know there are more important things than money. There's the joy of providing a lovely home for your family, the excitement of an early retirement, the relief knowing that an unexpected emergency won't ruin your finances. At Foster Group, we're invested in the things that make life, life, and how to get there. Foster Group, your financial life, truly cared for. Connect with us at fostergrp.com. Foster Group's written disclosure brochure, as set forth in Part 2A of Form ADV, discusses advisory services and fees, is available at www.fostergrp.com. Okay, let's continue our episode. A good friend of mine is another tax attorney by the name of Martin Shankman, and we do some co-presenting, and one of the things we present on is chronic illness, and there's sometimes a tendency with advisors So this guy might have 10 years to live, but they're going to convert everything to cash and income-producing asset, but there's a potential of 10 years to live. His theory is that investment advisors ought to give some consideration that, well, we don't really want to convert everything to cash just because we have a chronic illness. Do you think that's an appropriate comment? Uh, Well, 100% because of a couple things. One, doing a conversion at one point in time, you're going to front-load your taxes, and secondly, again, not knowing what's going to happen in the markets, uh, you know, I have a study that shows returns of cash over three decades, the decades ending in uh, 2001, 2011, and 2021. And cash is the worst performing asset over any of those 10 years. And so that decade, uh, in your particular example, correlated to the 10 years that this person had to live. But even in situations where we measured, if you had the worst performing, we'll call it, if you invested 10 times on the worst day of the year for 10 years in a row, you still had more money than just keeping it in cash. And so that to me is a study that we've showed many clients. It's an eye opener, an education piece. And when it spans three decades and the results are the same, I think it begins to allow them to build the confidence to keep a strategy in place that's going to really serve them better. So what other risks should be considered? Yeah, and another risk is that the sequence of return risk. And again, the sequence of return risk has to do when you're pulling money out, if you have the wrong strategy and you have to pull money out of a bucket that's down 10 or 20%, when that asset class recovers, you've now invaded to the principle to the extent that you don't participate in the recovery. And again, doing, uh, you know, we'll say financial analysis over 10 and 20 year periods, we have seen results where you could get the same 6% return for 20 or 30 years. And dealing with sequence of return risk, you end up with more money than you started versus not dealing with sequence or return risk, you run out of money 10 years, you know, in your mid-80s. And so that is critical to the planning process. And uh, it's something that, you know, we'll say advisors that have uh, the right education and planning mentality can help clients uh, 
uh, reduce. So earlier you mentioned inflation as a risk. How do you deal with that? Yeah, and, you know, inflation as a risk, I'll say, you know, a lot of people forgot about inflation because of historically inflation has been in the three three plus percent range. But if we went through the decade through 2010, uh, inflation was about 1.8 percent annually. And then all of a sudden we hit 2022 where it peaked at over 9 percent. So if you think about it, the inflation alone in 2022 was half of what it was in the entire decade of uh 2010 through 2020, and all of a sudden that really, uh, a lot of the people that it really harmed were people in retirement because they don't have an increase in income. Now, Social Security did something that was, I think, pretty cool. They had the largest increase in their Social Security rate. However, Social Security generally only pays a a small component of what people need in uh, living expenses, but that provided somewhat of a buffer but there are other things that we need to provide in a buffer to protect against what we'll call the core living expenses. Do you use annuities? Yeah, well, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because annuities, I think, are a critical, critical piece of the puzzle. And we would classify annuities as a component of what we call the safer dollars of someone's investment strategy. And the safer dollars would be the bonds a little bit of cash for short-term living needs and annuities. And, um, you know, let me walk you through an annuity design. Uh, And I'll deal with a a married couple, a happily married couple. They're now uh, 55 and they plan on retiring at 62 or 65. Uh, We model in how we can help them create a reliable income stream, which would sit on top of Social Security to provide enough, we'll say, for living expenses, maybe not discretionary expenses, but living expenses. And our design generally in this particular case, uh, it's a strategy where it's 100% survivor to the spouse, meaning if, let's say, either the husband or the wife take the annuity out and early on they pass away, but their spouse lives for another 30 years, the 100% to survivorship option provides the same amount of payout whether both spouses were alive or either spouses were alive. So that provides a lot of assurance that they'll never run out of money. And the other piece that we provide generally is a 20-year period certain. And that means if they, you know, I always say if they both get hit by the bus or the beer truck, their kids are never, I mean, the money isn't going away. Generally, if they have kids, the kids are going to get the money. So that provides a sense of security And when you can create additional income, it actually allows you to have more exposure to equities because that um, sequence of return risk goes down if you need to pull less money out of the market on a short-term basis. And again, having the additional equities also is a hedge against inflation. So when you bring these strategies together in a holistic way, it provides clarity to clients when you can actually demonstrate to them the benefits. So I have a question there in that currently the stats are that more households are headed by single individuals than married couples. And so does that strategy work for a single? Yeah, it it actually works very well for a single because uh, for a couple reasons. When you're a single person, okay, 
one of the things you worry about, and we had talked about this, um, you know, there's a lot of cognitive issues that come up. And, you know, I use the technical term, if we put an annuity in place and something happens to you, um, you don't have to worry about anyone screwing this up, okay? It's in place. It's going to pay, we'll call it, uh, a certain amount of monthly over Social Security. And if you're in a long-term care facility or something like that, it's going to provide. And then, uh, I mean, and we have clients who are single and don't have any kids, and they still have an annuity because ultimately they have one or two charities that they're going to leave their money to. But, again, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, having confidence that throughout your lifetime you're going to have an income. And, again, a number of studies have showed that people with the same level of assets, whether they're single or married, are happier when they have a larger income stream because they're less reliant on the ups and downs of the market on a daily or annual basis. Well, thanks for all your thoughts today. Do you have any last thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm talking about this, you know, and it's a, it's a really, first of all, thank you. Because I enjoyed it. I love this. This is my passion in life, helping people. But really, it starts with a financial plan. And so if you don't have a financial plan and uh, you're really, you know, worried about, hey, I know I'm not going to work till I'm 90, but I may be alive till I'm 90, find a good planner, ask them to put together a plan. And then some of the ideas I described today they can provide you with ideas on how you can protect yourself throughout your lifetime. And I'm just going to say your passion is obvious, and I love seeing that. I feel the same way about what I do, so I always love seeing who. So I bet you don't, like, get to the end of the day and are watching your clock to go home. It's more like, do I have to leave? I've got stuff to do. But as we reach the end of our episode, I want to thank our sponsors, Interactive Legal, Veterans Victory, Foster Group, and Carson Private Client. That's all for now. Thanks for listening to today's episode, and stay tuned for our future weekly releases. Thank you, Barry. Vandenack Weaver Trulson Legal Visionaries is made available by the firm and its attorneys for educational purposes and to provide general information, not to provide specific legal advice. Use of the Vandenack Weaver Trulson Legal Visionaries podcast does not create an attorney client relationship between you and the firm or any of its attorneys. The Vandenack Weaver Trulson Legal Visionaries podcast should not be used as a substitute for competent legal advice, and you should contact an attorney in your state about any legal needs or questions you may have. A Huda Media Production.